Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 16th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm just, uh, my my microphone has COVID or something. It's sick. It can't, it can't work for some reason. I haven't been able to figure it out. I'm not a, not a technical guru, so I'm on my AirPods. I apologize in advance for the uh, audio. Okay, that's all right. I, I'm just, yeah, we're worse for the wear after a long weekend. Just jump, strolling into work on a late Monday morning. Uh, we figured we'd record today. Um, wait to see what happened late in the Sony Open. I don't know. It's a holiday. If people are commuting, people are. If you're forced to work, your company, you know, maybe is racist. If you're forced to work, I'm Martin Luther King. You should not be working today. Um, you're saying that, and we're working. Eh, we're recording a podcast. We we wait for nothing. We have to post it on Monday every time. Um, I have follow up evidence in the provisional pedant, as we call. You want to start with this? You know, yes, I want to start Kim, with this. Siwoo Kim, great player, one of my favorites, wins no. the Sony Open, a historic. You know, he is one of your favorites. Action, You're probably looking for packed, affirmation. Yeah, action packed. Af- uh sunday round and and you want to you want to talk you want to follow up about a provisional i think that's where we ended last week and this is where we're going to start this week sgs <laughs> golf advice it's just a quick follow i don't know we don't need to go for 45 minutes no. about it <laughs> i um, i read the follow-up and uh, i, I know, think it's I, damning it's, 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 to your sort of leniency <laughs> and giving this guy wanted to be friends with every tom dick and harry who's been a bad guy in the past um and here's the follow-up. Don't spit your coffee out there. Um, from uh, Justin. Thank you for taking my case. Given If you haven't listened to the original, go back. SGS Golf Advice, usually Friday afternoons, but we'll do occasional follow-ups, I suppose. Thank you for taking my case. Given the lack of a unanimous ruling, I feel it necessary to submit to the court further evidence on my behalf that may sway the Honorable Andy. In my previous report, I failed to mention that the provisional pedant, as we've termed him, termed him now, did not stop with me. Not long after I fell victim to the tomfoolery that took place in the short par four, did he strike again against a teammate of mine. Of course, the quote, fool me once adage can and should be applied here to my team for allowing the kid the opportunity to lead us astray one more, more than once. I mean, yeah, that is true. Next time you play these guys and you have a, you're, you have a questionable OB ball and you're hitting the second one. You got. You should just. You should be. A, you should be a dick right back and scream provisional. Like run up to him and yell in his face, provisional. All right. So, <clears throat> but nonetheless, it doesn't help my grudge. And although I can't say it with one hundred percent certainty, according to my memory, in a deep dive into available online high school golf statistics from two thousand eleven or twelve, I believe the second indictment came in our district tournament. He brought his clever trick into the playoffs. Part of me respects the kid for committing full out to his coach's cabal, but recalling the second episode has only budged the grudge higher up the hierarchy of tension. 
It seems that all this reflection has escalated things to full-on spite. I fear the prospect of us flipping burgers and throwing back cold ones on the porch has sailed out of play. Not unlike where he suggested my first T-ball of being 10 years ago. Am I any more vindicated in my feelings in the face of this second account? And now we have a pattern of behavior. This guy's done it multiple times 10 years ago. My whole point has has rests. I'm not budging. Like, this is a long time ago. You got to, you just, I'm not saying you have to be friends with him. All I'm saying is give him an afternoon of your time. That's all. It's going to make your wife happy. We didn't talk about, like, where where was the wife playing hockey with him? I was was like, you know what? As as I read that out loud, I was like, what? But I don't know. Co-ed hockey, so like 10 years ago in high school, or grade school. I don't know when it was. But yes, um, I'm not a hockey guy. I don't know how that works. Um, So so anyways... I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna leave. I'm. I'm still in the same spot. I. I don't think you should. Like this is ten years ago, and I know this sounds. I, all. All. Everybody's been hammering me. Yeah, you ended up on the wrong side of the court friendly, of public opinion for this. Saying one. giving somebody give somebody a second chance. All of a sudden, <laughs> you know, people are coming at me about giving somebody a second chance. But this was ten years ago. Like I think, if, it's a bad if, thing. If you can't, if you can't look back, if you can't look back on your life and be like, you know what? When I was in the age range of sixteen to twenty-two, I didn't handle some sort of situation awfully. Like if I, yeah. I didn't have some pattern of poor behavior, then you're not being honest with yourself. And this guy, maybe this is just his his. Achilles' heel is he's hyper competitive and will do anything. Well, he's like scummy terrible. as shit when it comes to the rule, like getting getting over on guys on the golf course. Maybe this is his fatal flaw. Maybe he's delightful <coughs> outside of that, but you don't know unless you just give him give him a little bit of your time. It's it's going to make your wife happy, and you know what's if if he's awful, then you know, and then you can say to your wife, "Listen, I." We gave, I gave him the time. I still don't like him, and I think that you're at a better, better point than if you're just saying something absurd about how ten years ago he slighted you. I just think there's a lot of people out there in the world to be friends with, and I guess uh, you know this is what we talked about on Friday. I don't want to rehash it, but this is further evidence that this guy is a dork. He sucks, I and mean, you don't need to give him your time. <laughs> you don't need to bother with him. And I get that we all did, you know, regrettable. We were jerks or did stuff when we were young that we we regret and, and weren't good stretches of behavior or something. Um, but there's just a lot of people out there in the world, and I, I'm I'm buoyed by the court of public opinion the weekend of just tweets like how about Andy what an what a lunatic what an insane position to take never give this guy a chance another chance he's done he's out so and this is just furthers it like doing it again yelling at people uh, about not calling provisionals announcing provisionals so that's our follow up let's get to actual results let's get you to see what can sgs golf advice at gmail we'll do that again on friday all right Siwoo Kim wins the Sony Open. He shoots 64 in the final rounds. He goes 64-64 on the weekend. Clips Hayden Buckley by a shot. Uh, you watched a lot of this. What would you think? I didn't think it was a great weekend for golf. 
Um, it was fine. No. It wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't it wasn't outright bad. It wasn't good. Um, Mainly, but, it was a bad weekend because of the broadcast partner. You know, last week. What are you hollering I, about with the broadcast partner? Well, it, can we, I don't think it's too much to ask for when there's a guy on the 18th hole. The final group is on the 18th hole. Can we just play the 18th hole without commercials? You know what we got? We got two commercials. <laughs> two commercial 18th? breaks. Short, not short commercial breaks either. Two commercial breaks while Hayden Buckley played the 18th hole. Like, I, I get, like, in other sports, there's timeouts and things, but you got to be able to build your commercial load so that you're not just, like, cutting in and out. Like, how can you – this guy – like, this is what you watch a golf tournament for. This is, goes back to last year with Canada when they did this with Rory where they cut out of the moment. But Siwoo Kim makes a birdie, and I think I think the first commercial cut in – I watched it on DVR, so I was able to fast-forward through these. Um <laughs> Why did it end at 8 Eastern? I don't like that. Why not go to 10, 11 o'clock, something like that? That's what my Sony Open tradition. I hated that on Saturday and Sunday, it ending earlier. I don't. Anyway. I think it's because they need to get the NBC time in early because of the football. They don't – yeah, they haven't so, in the past years. But, all right, okay, I get it. I, guess. I, I think that's go what – that's like that precious network time. Two hours but of anyways, network time as Hayden Buckley plays hole number four <laughs> like what, what on NBC. All right, go ahead. It's anyways. just like – so anyways, last week we, we were talking about how great the uh, an hour of commercial-free footage is at the end, like commercial-free. Oh, man, that was great. I mean, it wasn't commercial-free. It was paradigm-laden <laughs> commercials, but like a tasteful – Tastefully laden. Tastefully done. Okay. <laughs> so, but then this week it, we come back and it's like, you know, like, see what Kim chips in on 17, Birdie's 18. And he got Hayden Buckley in the group behind him. Like, is it, can't we plan these commercials out so that the guy could play 18 without commercials? Well, like, I wonder. I, if- I don't. I don't sympathize with like there's that's that's when you don't want breaks because what happens when you put commercials on is people get busy. People go do stuff like, Oh, like I'm going to run. You know, my wife asked me to do this. I'm going to go run and do this real quick. I'll be back by the commercial and you miss stuff. If there's no commercial, nobody goes anywhere. Captures your attention. Yeah. Holds you captive. So anyways, uh, that was a disaster. Like the tournament, you know, I think people were think- calling it people were calling it a dud because the leaderboard was Siwoo Kim, Hayden Buckley, Chris Kirk, Andrew Putnam, David Lipsky, and Ben Taylor, and nobody knows who those are. I thought the tournament, like it sure was it the most riveting action. <laughs> no, it wasn't the most riveting action, but it had a really great finish. I mean, like Buckley made a long putt on 16, um, and it looked like he was distanced himself. And then Siwoo Kim chips in and then makes a birdie on 18, hits an amazing fairway bunker shot on and two. And this is like the thing with Siwoo Kim. Yeah. He always, like, everybody always shits all over his wins. It's like, man, he's got a pretty nice career. He's 27, he's got four wins, 
and he's got a, one of them being the players, one of them being a complete blowout at the Wyndham Championship. He's the youngest player ever to earn a PGA Tour card. Like, this guy, he also has three playoff losses. That's the other thing. Like, he's he has yeah. no playoff wins. So, like, he's closer to having five or six wins than he is to having, like, two or one. That's the reality of, of Siwoo Kim. And I think, like, you know, <clears throat> I just – I don't understand why why he's not more popular player. He's, like, fun to watch. I had something pulled. Last year, Joseph Lamagna did a PGA Tour Live All-Stars piece for us. And oh, he had like, Siwoo Kim. Like, uh, like, here, like these are the league pass teams yeah, or whatever. Th- yeah. These are the best guys to watch on, on PGA Tour Live. Siwoo Kim was on it. Here's what he said. In addition to having a colorful personality, Siwoo Kim boasts an intriguing skill set. He hits tee shots straight and pulls driver at every opportunity. (laughs) On holes where most players are between driver and a shorter club, Siwoo Kim rips driver nearly every time. He even hits the big stick off the deck on many long approach shots. Yeah. But there are compelling reasons to watch Kim beyond his aggression. He is also one of the best players around the green. By strokes gained around the green per round, Kim ranks inside the top 25 each of the past four seasons. You know, he's one of three players to do that. You know who the other two are? Parker McLaughlin. No, Little short almost. game chef. I think that the problem, McLaughlin, if he had his card all four seasons, would be there. Okay. The, the chef. I saw Lamagna tweeting suggesting that he's intentionally missing greens to up his uh, strokes gained around the green. <laughs> Like around the green numbers too. Will clients. He's just leaving them in good spots and missing green. So he, he has opportunities to gain I'm strokes. in on that. <laughs> I I I I'm I'm in on that theory. So the All only right. other two players and this was this was before last year. I don't I didn't stat check to see if yeah. this held true another yeah. year, but the only other players were JT and Patrick Reed. So the other thing good, he's good like players. he's like the other Think about Siwoo. He's a volatile player. The peaks are high that's and the, the valleys thing. are low. Yeah. And that's what you He want. goes away that's- for like five months at a time. And you know, like it's even on the tour anymore. I kind of think the most compelling <laughs> people to, to really become a fan of are the ones that are going to break your heart. But also <laughs> the the triumphs are so sweet. And, and part of the thing is when, the, when there are valleys, it makes the triumphs great. And yeah. I And this is the thing, like, Siwoo Kim, I mean, he's had so many good moments. He has, he's, he's had two active. two Presidents Cups. He's been like a a big part of. Like, I mean, the the showdown this year with JT beating JT that was yeah. awesome. He then also like the, Masters, the crowd at Liberty yeah. National down fifteen points or whatever he was. Go ahead, yeah. The Masters, he's in contention. He broke his putter on the. 15th green or 14th green he's putting with a driver 15 three woods yeah yeah on 15 he puts in he has to play in with with a three wood if (laughs) if somebody else is doing this they're in like you know like think about like i just leading the masters right he was leading under no i don't think he was leading i think he was in the hunt okay all right go ahead he was he was a couple shots off the lead i think but this is the thing i just don't understand why He's not more like appreciated, and I think he's he could have like a really good a good year. Like he, that's a guy. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if he won a major. I guess. Yeah. Oh, totally. Things. He's got the skills. Talent. I think. 
I think it was Roberto Castro, former PGA Tour player. I think it was him, to your point, tweeted last night that he was the best short game player he's ever seen in his life. I mean, it may have been somebody else, but I think it was he's uh, him and him and Cameron Smith were the best chippers they've ever seen in their lives. So um, and, and that came came out on uh, Sunday. Uh yeah, I know you've always been a big Siwoo guy. You've been shouting from the rooftops really since 2017 players at the players as people were bummed that he was winning or, or I don't know, you know, bothered that he was winning. What was he, 23 at the time or something? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, he's he's an excellent player. He's absolutely capable of winning a major. Does he have to do his military service or does the play? I think so. I think he's that's coming down the pike at some point too. Uh, but not surprising to see him win a Sony. Hey, to your earlier point about the commercials, I saw, I think, like Kyle Porter, a couple others were cheating about, like, basically the, the, the field strength that the world ranking guys. It's like similar to last year, right? It's not like a designated versus non designated event. But I wonder if, like, where the big changes come is like product and presentation. Like, if you're Callaway, are you going to do commercial free for Hayden Buckley? Or are you going to do it for, you know, Riviera and these other places? And I wonder if, like, maybe the field strength, the strength of field stays similar, the leaderboard stays similar, there's not a big gulf that, uh, you know, widens in terms of designated versus non-designated, but maybe in terms of, I don't know, presentation of the product, enjoyment of the product, being watered down by ads, availability, maybe that's where that kind of, that gulf widens. The, I kind of agree with that i think like yeah it just didn't seem like they put the same effort this week into what they put last week (laughs) um and um i think like the other thing i i was looking i was looking you know because we're a preeminent gambling pod (laughs) i was already looking ahead to next week and the other thing like this week obviously you had you had a couple of big players like tom kim (laughs) Spieth. Um, but next week you've got Rom, Cantley, Scheffler, really yeah. good field for Amex. B now, Shoffley, Zalatoris, Sung Jay, Tom Kim, Cameron Young, like Sam Burns is in there. Uh, so you look at that field next week, and one of the things I wonder about these guys have to play three times other than the yeah. Are we I think they are just all going to load up those times early in the year and those the when we get those like week of the months of major three events major major three events those are going to be other ghost towns Rocket outside mortgage. of yeah. yeah that kind of thing yeah like I think they're all looking at this like uh <laughs> the thing I don't want to have to do is fly to Minneapolis and play that event before, you know, I fly over to the open championship. Yeah. I mean, those are already ghost towns, you know, but yeah, it could be even heightened. I think Will had a, made a similar point in the newsletter on Friday. It's like, which, you know, as a golf fan, I'm like you said, I'm fine with that. I'm great. Make Q1 really popping and then make me care about the majors later, thereafter. Right. Like I'm fine with that. It's just, yeah, these guys are going to load up early in the year and get it done. You have good events, good crowds, good, purses and i think that probably makes sense i do actually i i I don't know how i like the i like the delineation that this is creating 
And next week, it's an interesting case, though, with next week where you have like, it's kind of like a PGA Tour event we're used to, right? Yeah. In terms of field strength versus like, it's kind of in the middle. But I do like the delineation that this week, especially with Spieth and Tom Kim going home, that it created where it was like all like, this is a huge opportunity. The win meant a lot to everybody in the mix, right? And I think that creates a little bit crisper and easy stories to tell on these weeks that aren't elevated weeks. Like, I kind of like the idea of this is a huge opportunity on the off weeks. And then you have the big event, right? Yeah. And it creates like very coherent storylines and like easy. And it's easy for viewers to follow. It's easier. It's going to be way easier for the broadcast teams to create like kind of like a template to work off of. Hayden Buckley is playing for a life changing moment kind of thing. And that's mm-hmm. what those off weeks are like. Yeah, I guess. Even for Siwoo Kim, like that was a huge win because he got into, you know, he's into the Masters. He's like, he's mm-hmm. going to be into way more events now. Like where it might have been, he'd be on the line of those elevated events. He's firmly in those elevated events now. Sure. Makes sense. Um, all right. We'll talk about speed in a minute, but let's do an ad read for our new partner, Athletic Greens. Take AG1 by Athletic Greens every day. Literally every day, I am going down. First thing I do, I made it part of my routine. Ahead of coffee, ahead of everything. Athletic Greens, um, it's, I, I don't know, it's a comprehensive solution. This is what we're supposed to read. It's a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine. Then Athletic Greens is giving you, if you go to uh, Friday, athleticgreens.com slash Friday, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs, which I've been using. I actually dipped into me, those this weekend. Five free travel packs travel with your packs, first purchase. Yeah, the travel packs are so legit. The um, I I took a trip to L.A. Uh, in November, and I brought them with. Like I've been taking this for a couple months. I think like one of the things that's done that I think is like you talked about it, like the routine. Yeah. It's I've like become more of a habit based individual, which I think is good. Uh, I'm starting to try and add some more habits. Obviously, January is like the time to reset. But the more things that you get ingrained in habits, the better. Um, I'm just trying to take a little bit better care of myself this year. Um, I I tend to like, you know, and, and I think just getting myself in a in a better routine is the is the thing that I'm trying to do. And this has been a big part of that. It's, it's, as I said last time, it's tasty enough. It's not pain. It's not, it's not painful. It's not like, oh, am I like eating a plant here? Is this going to be tough to stomach? It's good. It's good enough. It, you know, it's, you know, you dump a pack in the water or scoop in the water and you go. Um, I, I'd say for me, the big thing is like just not having to worry about stuff the rest of the day. Like, am I getting this? Am I, what are my, calorie like you know you want to make sure you're getting some stuff good balance some vitamins some nutrients all that stuff i'm too busy to worry about that to be looking at every label to be figuring out what i what i need what i you know if i'm hit this level or that level run around to cyo basketball and things of that nature all weekend i don't know if i just hit this in the morning i know i don't have to worry too much about all that stuff so go to uh fried egg or i'm sorry athleticgreens.com slash fried egg you get a one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Um, 
All right. Spieth was probably sitting around all weekend drinking his athletic greens, maybe. AG1. Um, this was the, I don't know, social media highlight of the entire tournament. Like you talked about how some people are calling it a dud. Friday, Thursday slash Friday, the co-lead leader to missing the cut all happened. It happened quickly um, in about an hour or so. But I, I would just say he had this quote about like, it was like kind of akin to like one of us amateurs on the weekend. Like there was just this one moment if this had gone this way, like my 88 would be a 78 or, you know, my, my 70 would be a 63. Like he had one of these where it, it just, I, I don't know that that is what happened though. Right. Like, uh, you know, the shot went that way, the shot went that way. And then the, like you kept, and the first whatever 12 holes like weren't good either. Like he wasn't piling up birdies early. And obviously then he got on the bogey train and it all went sideways late really fast. But um, it was, I think Justin Ray tweeted, it's the first time and I think it's the 58-year history of the event where a first-round leader missed the cut or co-leader missed the cut. Um, so he says, you know, this wasn't a case of him being a, a mess. It was just like... and this is a plausible explanation for bad rounds for many people. It was just like a couple bounces went the wrong way and he, he still had it together. It wasn't a, a, a case of him. I don't know, not knowing where his swing was going. It's almost like he knew that I was, uh, I was on him for one and done. He, he wanted him. to, wanted to he get jammed you. To just put that <laughs> first round number up and then jammed you. Heard from a lot. Heard some, from some a bunch of listeners that said that they they heard the vindictive <laughs> nature of my pick and and they switched their picks and uh, we were all left high and dry. We were left with just the hollow feeling of excitement after a first round lead. Um, I I don't want to read too much into this, but one thing I was thinking about yesterday is this was a weak field. Jordan Spieth was like a headliner in a weak field. And it made me think a little bit of John Rahm. And when John Rahm is in a weak field, whether it be like the Mexico Open, the Valderrama, yeah, the Spanish, you know, those events. And how, you know, the big players, John Rahm, in John Rahm's case, like there were wins. People are like, they're weak wins, but they're wins. Like when you're, that guy and you go, you go win those events or at the bare minimum, even if you don't win them, at least you're a factor in them. And I think that's where I kind of get hung up here is that like Spieth wasn't even like, sure. Well, he shot that round and this might be a blip on the radar, but like, and this is like my point with Spieth. Okay. Yeah. I, yep. Is it's not, he's just not like, He's not truly an elite golfer at this was, point in his career. He is he in in 2017, 2016, he <laughs> probably goes out and wins this event. And if he doesn't win it, he finishes in the top five. Now, like this is where we're at. He's just not consistent enough. He he's not the putter. I mean, and everybody always used to point to the putting. Like, is this putting sustainable? His putting's been sustainable long range, but the short putting's bad. And, you know, like, this is the thing. He's not, like, 
sure is he one is he one of the 20 best players in the world okay yeah but like this is the difference between rom rory maybe you could maybe put scheffler probably scheffler in this bucket like those guys are at least like factors in these weak fields like this is this is an inexcusable miscut after you're leading the tournament as of course absolutely Uh, 75 at walleye doesn't work you can't do that and it's just whether you think it's just the cause of you know a, a bounce here or there um I forget. He narrated the whole sequence. And I was like, just, I was a dizzy after reading it about like how it just bounced this way and this way. And th- well, that one was actually a bad shot. And, but um, as you were narrating, as you were talking about the ROM thing, I mean, not to like just fully agree with you and, and lean into your take. Like, I mean, he's not that, he's not in the same class of player as ROM. He's just not. Right. He's just, as you were talking, like Rom, he's just not at that caliber. He's like, whatever, 15th of the world. He could be in a top five player by the end of the year. He, he could get hot. Who knows? But he's not in that class right now. So um, I, I don't like it requires make him any less compelling. an insane putting. It requires insane <clears throat> putting for him to be in the class. And that's just frankly not sustainable. And I think, like, I think my take gets like misconstrued a lot by calling him just another guy. Like I'm saying he's like, nobody's lining up for Maddie Fitzpatrick. Right. But Matt Fitzpatrick's a better golfer than Jordan Spieth is like full stop at this point. And like Jordan Spieth gets like the vacuum. He sucks up all this attention when he's really like maybe a watered down Tony Finau at this point. (laughs) Okay. All right. I mean, there's all there's a bunch of different ways we can diss Jordan Spieth, I guess. A bunch of frames. I'm know, just, not class of this. He's watered down that. He's Matt Fitzpatrick, but with superstar lights around him. I, I compared him to the Dallas Cowboys in the newsletter. Um, just like a lot brings the eyeballs out, but, you know, a high level of dysfunction when, and some really peak highs. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it seems like he's comfortable and confident this year. I don't know, yeah. based on his quotes. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I, he's not in the super upper echelon of player. Uh, all right, continuing on with uh, results, I guess. The Hero Cup, did you watch any of this in the middle of the night? I guess it's a little earlier for you out there, but uh, Continental Europe takes GB and I to the woodshed, 14.5 to 10.5. Um, they you know, dominated Sunday signals when they needed to uh, to get the win. This was fine watch overnight. It wasn't bad. Um, I think not to draw too many big conclusions out of this, but I believe you've made this point in the newsletter. Others have like, is the Ryder cup shifting to more continental based core group? Um, you know, with who's going to be the GB and I guys, it's Rory Lowry Hatton. And then after that, it, it, maybe it's like more of a rotating cast of guys. But we have the the Hogard twins, um, the Belgians, uh, Adrian Marunk. Uh, I don't know what Italians will be involved. We you got know. the septic tank. <clears throat> we do have the septic tank from Valdosta, Georgia. <laughs> I texted uh, you and I got no reply. Oh, I missed I texted it. Texted you What'd late you one one night. Oh, Can you, you believe that asleep. the septic tank? This is the 27th ranked player in the world. Oh, yeah, I do remember. <laughs> He's a good player. Is he, is Spieth, 
Is he in the same class of player as Spieth? I, I right now I have Spieth ahead, okay. but it's not it's not as wide of a gulf as you would imagine. It's not as yeah wide of a tank as you would imagine. Okay, like, I think um, there's signs that septic tank might be better. Oh come on, he was just he, he's barely a player between like the months of like February and August last year after Honda. He was barely could hold it together. We'll see. He needs more consistency. He's he's another high highs and kind of low lows like siwoo a little bit so septic tank um, was like a complete mental blunder away from having a more impressive win than any win that spieth has had since 2017 memphis what are you talking about okay yeah when he rinsed it right after (laughs) sell taurus rinsed it yeah yeah um so that's your hero cup i don't know i I don't want to draw too many grand conclusions about the makeup of the future of the rider europe european rider cup team I mean, like, I think, like, young player-wise, it's kind of bleak from GB and I. Yeah, maybe some, yeah. Fitzy, I've neglected to mention him as a core player, but... um, I think each each side was obviously, like, GB and I is missing Rory and Fitzy, and, I mean, you're talking about two of the ten best players in the world. Like, that's... I, you know, I will say, like, his Ryder Cup record is is dog shit, but he's a completely different player than when he played Ryder Cups. Now, Fitz? Fitzy, yeah, I uh, mean Fitzy, like elevating up, and I think like <laughs> you know if you you talk to any anybody that's in the data data, like Fitzy is like very 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 well thought of now, regarded. and like with his yeah. emergence, Rom Fitzy and Rory give, I mean. Probably, if you were gonna if you were gonna take the top eight players in the game, like that probably gives GB and I three of the top eight players in the game. I think that's like not insignificant. And obviously, depth is always a thing that gets um, the Europeans. But I I did feel like at at Whistling Straits in particular, the top it was you know it was Rory played bad, but yeah. it was like Rom and everybody else, right? And yep. having Fitzy Rory playing in a kind of a different, you know, at a different level right now, we'll see what it, this is in September. And I guess this is like, I guess this is pertinent because this is, this event effectively is like the table setter for the Ryder cup. Right. To. Yeah. Um, and, but no, like, I think ahead. the Europeans like are in a way better place than they were a year ago this time. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, we'll I mean, see. I, I, Callum you Shinkwin. laugh about Septic Tank, but like, I <laughs> no, think he's like a, actually like a, like his. I'm laughing about. Well, I, I, all right, he's 27th in the world. You got to do stuff to get there. You can't be. And a you shop. think about his game. Like his game is something that they've lacked. Like he's got pop, big boy, and yeah, yeah he's a he yeah. like. Where they got just smoked is like they had a bunch of poofers at at a course that like you had to bomb it. <laughs> um, notable from this event, I guess, was Francesco Molinari playing really well. He was a captain, playing captain, uh, piled up a few points. I don't know what that means. Is he going to have a good year? Maybe. Is he trying to make the team his home country in Italy? I'm sure uh, they would like to have like him or Guido or both as representatives on the actual 12 man roster. 
but uh, he played well, uh, leading Continental side. So we'll see. Uh, elsewhere in results, uh, the Latin America Amateur Championship, Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira wins. Uh, kind of a roller coaster of a final round for him, but he held on. I saw Shane Ryan was covering it pretty well on Twitter, and I think he was on the ground in Puerto Rico. Um, it <clears throat> got a little tight, and then he popped back. He finished runner-up last year. Yes. He's had a couple so. of like really heart, close heartbreaks. So life-changing. Obviously gets a Masters uh, invitation. And the U.S. Open, I saw, opened up exemptions now for this LAAC, Latin America Amateur Championship. So uh, congrats to him. Another uh, Argentine uh, golfer. Obviously, it's one of the South American, country, South American countries with a pretty strong history and lineage of, of golf. Um, even if what El Pato is sitting in a jail somewhere, <laughs> won't be coming to the masters again anytime soon. They have Miguel, Mateo Fernandez. Field of Who do you think is more persona non grata right now? Uh, El Pato or, or Phil in terms of like, if they showed up at the champions dinner, uh, probably El Pato, I would say <laughs> on a case, on account of him actually like being, <laughs> Arrested, convicted, and incarcerated for real crimes. I don't know. Maybe Phil's done something. Who knows? But yeah, um, probably Alpato would be a little it's, more uncomfortable. It's got to be Alpato. But yeah. I think the the reaction. I honestly think the reaction in the room might be more cold towards Phil. I saw Phil like the tweet from Stephen A. Smith calling for the firing of Brandon Staley for his. I guess he's still a Chargers fan, even though they moved out of uh, uh, San Diego to L.A. So, what do you think of the football this weekend? He better not want Stephen A. Smith lifting the hood on the high flyers operation. He'll call for Phil to be, you know, deposed. Um, it's good football weekend, right? Super yeah. wild card weekend. That was fun. I mean, this is they got it down. We still have another game to go. I thought the matchups were kind of stinky on paper, and uh, the games came together. You know, that Jaguars game, the Dolphins, Bills. I thought that would be a terrible game. Ravens, Bengals, I I didn't think was going to be super good, but they, they kind of all came together. That last drive from the Ravens was quite depressing. The clock management, I, I Huntley, yeah. What's the what's the <clears throat> golf comparison to that clock management? Is it like a caddy overclubbing, like a, an overclub <laughs> challenge? Is that like you know, like, uh, like messing up the yardage? It's like hitting dry, like Phil hitting driver on 18 at Wingfoot or something. I don't know. Um, I love to see the Ravens in turmoil. The, the running backs are shouting about the play calling. Why didn't you hand it off at the goal line? Lamar's not traveling with the team. It's like, oh, it's just delightful to see. Uh, not that my team is functioning, you know, not dysfunction junction either, but um, I love to see a little turmoil with the Ravens. But uh, yeah, it was a good football weekend. A good, 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 you know, lock in for all hours uh that's your results news <clears throat> um the PAC player advisory council official list is revealed um i believe you still have rory webb and peter malnati are your player directors cantley who's serving a one-year term <laughs> it's a permanent peter malnati and nancy pelosi <laughs> just like permanent fixtures um, <laughs> uh, can't get that, him out of there 
Chuck Hoffman is still around stirring. I was thinking like Chuck Hoffman's social media post on the tuff of grass. Is that Ian Poulter? Is that fulfilling that that duty as like the social me- the insane social media post from like insular PGA uh, professional golfer? I think Poulter's birthday tweet might fulfill that for our year in review purposes but there's still plenty of time we'll see what guys can get mad about oh we're gonna get we're gonna get more (laughs) stuff you know we're just we're just the sony you know outside of like when there's the bomb threat the false and robert allenby getting beat up by the sidewalk and the golf channel cameraman going on strike there's been some (laughs) nutty things that happened at the sony but go ahead I do feel like, you know, in, in the years of year, year review research, it is like a, almost a little bit of lull before, like, I feel like Phoenix opens usually where the West Coast swing really hits its stride. Starts to pop off. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. Um, all right, so Chuck Hoffman's in there still. Here are the new people, Ryan Armour, Sam Burns, notable, right? He's with that agency that sent all their guys to live, GSC. I think it's good. May's a double agent. Yeah, I mean Brooks was on the pack last year and left. It's, I'm just yeah, not suggesting this is a firm commitment, but it's How helpful. do they fill in pack members that depart? Is there a special policy? It's a good question. How does that work? <laughs> it's like somebody, you know, dying in office or being convicted, you know, of something as a congressman. Uh, I think there right. should be a non-player um position, non-associated wow. with the tour position. With, that's on the council. Yes. Complete independent. They have boards for that with all these, you know, various CEOs. The like fan Randall council? Stevenson. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they have that, too. I don't think, like I said, in terms of committees that are listened to, I think it's players, partners, marketplaces, and then the fan council, as Jay would say, <laughs> is, is way down the list. I don't know the, what, what kind of impact this, the fan surveys have. But... <laughs> Sam Burns, Corey Connors, Ricky Fowler, Bryce Garnett, Harmon, you know, is the lefty, token lefty, uh, Max Homa, notable, Mackenzie Hughes, Shane Lowry, Maverick McNeely, Keith Mitchell, Henrik Norlander, Scotty Scheffler, Adam Scott was a big new addition late in his career. That was the one that jumped, you know, got the news. Streelman and Zalatoris still there. Streelman just forever on on the board too i feel like um, did, you, did you see scott's quotes about it like he just wants to see what's going on with the tour like it's yeah. I, I i don't care about these lawsuits with live but i do want to see what's happening with the tour and I'm, I'm ready and happy to jump on so i think that it's it's probably a sign that scott's not going to team punch yeah whereas i think i mean there have been rumors and rumblings about him i think there have been rumors and rumblings about c woo who's you know just won it seems like he, he's a little more committed to the tour, but maybe I not. I mean, Who God, knows? he wears PGA Tour clothes. <laughs> Those are awful. <laughs> yeah. He used to I say mean, live under par. They're better than they were. <laughs> they're up there with Hideki. <laughs> Troy um, Merritt. What about Adam Scott? Are you going to make a point about Adam Scott? It's, 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 I guess, it's good... you know, I think like the big thing with Scott, and he, I think he alluded to this, is like, the big, I think, dissuader from him with Liv was the fact that the major championship path. Like, I think where he's at in his yeah. career is he really wants that second major. And he's not, you know, in I, unless the yeah. Masters, right? Yeah. There's all, the only way he's getting into him is, is through the tour. 
So, did you hear Zinger's comment? I was just about to say it. Zinger, Zinger had a great Hawaiian swing. Good, good job by Zinger. Going off script, not probably not what they wanted from Zinger. So calling his time on the pack a colossal waste of time. And Dan Hicks caught flat-footed. Really? Like, just trying to get him back on track, trying to steer Zayner back into the safe zone. I goes, really? He goes, ah, you know, like, he didn't know. He's like, it was a colossal waste of time. (laughs) Maybe it's different nowadays. He, like, tries to walk it back. Like, it might be different nowadays. But that was great from Zayner. We've had some good testimony on on pack duties from Ogilvy and now Zayner about just, you know, maybe it not being the best use of time. The best part is he prefaced it with, it wasn't like I was on pack for a year and I thought it was a colossal waste of time. Right. I was on pack, that pack for 13 years. <laughs> An entire generation. Uh, it is it is probably more important now than when Zayner, or more substantial than now than when Zayner was doing it and kind of the wheels were just turning from one year to the next. But that my best, the best was Hicks trying to get this back, back in the barn. Uh, but yeah, good swing, good Hawaiian swing from Zayner. <clears throat> I hope he doesn't, you know, go away for a while now. CBS, I don't know. Sometimes he takes off until the floor. You think they're gonna, they're gonna, the tour is gonna disappear him? No, I, no. <laughs> I just think I forget. NBC doesn't have the coverage necessarily and uh, whatever. I, I, he may not be on the call till the Florida swing, which maybe is good for everybody. I don't know. But uh, that's all I got for news. I, I just, I had a note about Liv starting to stir, stir again. Seems like Craig Norman's posting op-eds about, you know, why Liv is good. And, uh, you know, they're announcing a signing. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they're starting to stir. Who knows? It's just been quiet and uh maybe dysfunctional who knows guys leaving so that's yeah. it that's all we got for news good good pack solid group mixture of representation a couple lefties younger older you know field fillers stars things of that nature things like that so all right i'm actually kind of excited about amex desert good field you say that but then I don't know. They start and it's a pro am and it's six hour rounds and everybody's shooting sixty three. I don't know. We'll see. It is a good field. I wonder if the the guy who you know is a genocidal dictator is in the field as a pro am from uh yeah whatever wherever he was from. But um, all right, we'll be back. Speaking Wednesday. of fields, we got uh, our events are are going up for Club TFE members. A, a batch of them today. So if you're if you're interested in signing up for events, getting in early, uh, what if the genocidal dictator is a club TFE member and signs up for an event? We aren't doing much screening, so you know <laughs> I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll dive into the we'll names. We'll have to check on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but those are uh, up. If, if you're a club if, TFE member, what if member. the provisional guy comes in? What if he, he catches wind and starts? Starts uh, uh, playing in, in, in TFE events and, and popping people for we'll throw them out and instantly refund his money immediately. So we have a good group, actually. I've done a few now. It's it's almost always very good people. Maybe a, occasionally a couple nuts. I don't know. But, yeah, really good group, good people that show up to these. And if you're a Club TFE member, you get in early. What are the four that are going live? It's Yale. It's Yale, Soul Park, Lasonia, and um, Hollywood Prairie, Golf Club. Hollywood. Walter oh. Travis, of course. You're very uh, excited about that one. Yeah, Hollywood. I'm super excited about that one. Soul Park, Lasonia, 
Um, and yeah, yeah, I think those. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right, everyone, enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday with a little Amex. Andy's very excited about the Amex, the Palm Springs. You know, first what year. Did, what did, what did Rob hell. say? Piece of shit putting contest or something. He's like back. He's, well, I think his agency runs it. I think his agency runs it. You know how these agencies like hold the events or are somehow a gatekeeper getting a cut. I, I don't understand, but I think it's his. Maybe that's why he commits to it. But all right. We'll be back Wednesday to talk about that and more. <laughs>